Welcome, 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 everybody, to the backcourt episode 13, which is a baker's dozen, Terrence. Do you know that? Baker's dozen 13? Oh, yeah. That's what I came from. Yeah, because Baker makes a dozen and then one for himself. Yeah. My dad's a baker. That's how I know that. That's actually not true. I just found that out. Anyway, my name is Giuseppe. That's Terrence. We are the backcourt. Yes, sir. Uh, president of the Lamelo Ball fan club. Let's get right into that, Terrence. Let's Did you go. hear Lamelo Ball's Lamelo Ball's wrist has actually healed quicker than they thought, and he might be able to come back maybe before the month ends. Actually, if everything Lamello. goes well, so he can. That's such a big boost for the Hornets because not only will they get him back for a few games before the season ends, but then he'll be there for the postseason, which they definitely should be in. This is the part of the episode where I play ball so hard, motherfuckers can't find me. Like just. Go do it, oh. Lamelo. Let's go. Ready for it? Um, yeah, I wasn't ready. <laughs> you weren't. Um, but yeah, man. Another another exciting week in the NBA. Lots to talk about. Uh, how how are you feeling about some of the games and the stuff going on? Man, um, quick highlight recap just off the top of the dome. Steph Curry has been going crazy. Chris Paul has been going crazy. I'm loving watching the Suns. You no, know, this isn't a uh, this isn't our <laughs> st- this isn't our stat of the week. However, I was ready for this. Steph Curry in April. Averaging forty point eight points per game, Terrence. Going crazy. Forty points per game while shooting the ball fifty five percent. He's shooting fifty point three from deep, ninety one from the free throw line. He's draining seven point two threes a game. He's hit over seventy threes this this month. It's only the twentieth, Terrence. I didn't catch the game last night, but I did catch the um the other. I saw, night. I saw the highlights. I didn't. I'm busy, but. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but, um, bro, Steph. Listen, he did the, uh, he did Philly dirty. This is just well, George Hill specifically. This is what Steph. This is this is the version of Steph after he won that first MVP, but without Clay Thompson. That's what we're getting right now. We're getting a Steph Curry who's fully aware of his abilities without the help that he actually needs, and he's just unleashed. Do you think we're seeing a better version of Steph? I don't know. If better is the thing. Like he's only averaging four point four assists. They're not winning. They're not like winning every game. They're winning more in April, but I think he's skill. I mean, skill set wise, you know, we or just skill set wise, like yeah, we always know he's good. But I'm seeing a different game, my man. Yeah, I'm seeing a different version, man. Plus, he put on muscle this year too. Like you can see the difference when he's like coming off of screens. You can see when he's going to the hole. Like I'm seeing him not get pushed around as much. And what I mean by pushed around is like you know. He's always been moving without the ball, even though he's a, he's a great shooter. He's always been moving out the ball. But this is a point guard that sets probably like three screens per play. Right. Just to get free and shoot. And now I'm, as I'm watching him doing this, I'm watching him be a lot quicker with those screens. And that's just because guys aren't able to go through him as much as they were able to in the previous years. So this is is looking really good for stuff. I'm loving what I'm seeing, man. It's entertaining basketball for sure. Oh, dude, absolutely. And what I love about this is we, I, our side of the week last week was about Steph and how insane he was playing, and he's actually just played better in the week since we talked about that. And you know, I will point out. So when James Harden went banana cakes a couple of years ago, he had he had a month in January where he averaged forty three point six points a game, but man, was he not shooting the ball as well as Steph is right now. Nothing against James Harden, but like it's just to put in perspective, like the efficiency, man. Yeah, bro. Like this is he's not just putting up buckets. He's putting up like, I mean, just an insane clip. You know, like you have fifty percent from deep on on fourteen attempts, Terrence. I mean, that is 
Just move the fuck out the way. He's listen with James Harden getting injured and kind of dropping out of the MVP race. I think Steph Curry has firmly thrown himself back in that. He's thrown himself back into it. Um, it really depends on where the Warriors finish. Yeah, it I was about to say, like, his I, I can't see him winning if they finish anywhere below like five. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I, I agree. I don't know that like Jokic has a pretty firm lock on it because he's pretty much been playing at the same level the entire season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, if the Warriors manage to edge into like the sixth seed, which would be very hard because they're four games out of it and we're, you know, only like 15 games left in the season. But if he were to do that and they were to like really, the Warriors just be going on a tear, I could definitely see him getting top yeah, three. Yeah, I, I could see it happening. But if Denver keeps winning, even without Jamal Murray, um, yeah, it's Jokic can pretty much lock that up. I think Jokic has got it unless he gets injured because he's played at the same level all year. He hasn't had injuries, which isn't necessarily other guys' fault, but he just, that's important. You know, if you're, if you're playing every game, I mean, anywho, we haven't even gotten to our black excellence player of the week, Terrence. Oh, black excellence player of the week. Um, black history year is, yeah, is not Not being stopped by anyone. Steph Curry's numbers can't get in the way of black history year. Absolutely. Um, and it's not that we forgot. We just kind of got mesmerized a little bit. Hey, man, you know, Steph's sometimes you got to talk about certain things. LaMelo and Steph, can we can talk about them first? It's big news with both of them. Yeah. Um, my Black Excellence shout-out goes out to the one and only Scotty Morris Pippen. Um, Scotty Morris Pippen, full name. Middle name Morris, yeah. Did you um, know that he spells Scotty differently than his name is actually spelled? Yeah, it's S-C-O-T-T-Y. Yeah, like you think his like name would be like Scott yeah. something, but his name is Scotty. No, his name is Scotty. But like with a it's, Y. It's so weird that he did that. It's it's, it's Scotty for sure. Um, But I, I do want to see send uh, prayers and condolences to the uh, Pippen family. His uh, son, Anton Pippen, um, passed away, I believe mm. it was like two days ago yeah. or so. That's very sad. Um, so Young. it's only like 32, I think his son. Yeah, was. like 32, 33, yeah. Um, which is super crazy because uh Scotty's number is 33. Mm. Right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that is kind of crazy or whatever. Um, but the one and only Scotty Pippen, you know, all-time great. He goes down as one of the best sidekicks in basketball ever. See, I think that's he he's one of the greatest players ever play. I don't like calling yes. him a sidekick because he Yes, but people know him as the two, as Michael's two. And the, but but you're the number two to the greatest player to ever play the game. I mean, no which one is, was going to be his number one bad. against him. But what I'm saying is Scottie Pippen was a beast on his own. It Definitely wasn't just was. because he was Definitely with MJ. Was. You know, like this is this is a guy who made eight, I'm sorry, he made ten all defensive teams. Yeah, he's like he's one of the. That's one of the most anyone's ever made. He's like fourth all time. Look, I mean, Scotty was Scotty was the man. No one's denying his greatness and taking it away. People kind of do though, man. Even Shaq went at him once with a guy named Michael Jeffrey Jordan. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but that's like okay. So would you say that Dwayne Wade then is uh, his LeBron sidekick during that run? Yeah, absolutely. That's so disrespectful to Dwayne Wade. Like he it's was not disrespectful. He a sidekick was, he, is he a sidekick. Sidekick. sidekick is disrespectful. Calling someone maybe his number two, but sidekick. No one wants to. Be, so you're my sidekick, Terrence, on the show. No. Oh, why? Because you want to be called sidekick? Is that why? No, it's because we're equal in this game. Well, why? Well, but but you're the two guard, right? You're literally number two. I'm so the I two. set you up. So you're my sidekick. Okay. Move so forward, everybody. Wanna, when you, when you right like into that, the show, for Terrence, you're, you're the has, opener. I'm the closer. If you want to look kick. at it like that, I call him my sidekick. Move forward. I get it. 
No, we're not doing that. Yeah, because you don't want to be called sidekick, right? We're not doing that. <laughs> That's because you want to be called sidekick. But the <laughs> <laughs> you know why. But Scotty, Scott, I mean, come on. Scotty is known as being, you know, one of the greatest sidekicks in basketball. Well, he's a beast. Come on. Unbelievable player. You know, and it would not would not taken away. We're definitely not taking away any of uh Scotty's accomplishments and how great he is or whatever. So I guess to call him a sidekick would be to, a little bit to diminish a little bit of his greatness. He did make in 1996, the 50 greatest players in NBA history. Let's not forget that. That's, that's true. An individual you know? thing. Like, he didn't How many get that with... I remember we talked about, I think, last week, two weeks ago, that he is one of only five players to lead their team in all five categories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Scotty's great, man. Scotty's great. Um, yeah, really 95, he led the league man. in steals. You know, did, like, this, this dude... It was actually, you know, something to be afraid of on the court, you yeah. know? Listen, and, and MJ has said as much, like, they would never have won those championships without a without beast that. like yeah. Scotty. Like, without Scotty, no. Obviously, they were both critical to that. You know, it's not like they could have done it without each other. But I don't know, man. Has Scotty Pippen not been there? Like, MJ would have figured out a way to win a championship, but would they have won six? No, not absolutely. You know? not. Absolutely like, not. he would have figured out a way to get some. But, yeah, I could definitely see him have missing. There was nobody that was going to guard. Uh, the wings defenders like Scottie Pippen because that was the thing. guard Him, like four positions basically but that's the thing that's what people forget about MJ and Scottie Pippen is as beast as they were on the offensive end they were both elite defenders that's why the team was so successful because they were so good on the defensive end they pick up dudes at half court yeah <laughs> locking you up and they were just better playmakers than their positions would imply like Scottie Pippen was the leader the leader the he had the most assists for any forward in NBA history until LeBron passed him a couple years ago. Oh, that's a guy to pass you. Yeah, you can't really can't really be upset by that. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Scottie Pippen and and his uh, his ex wife who he had. What, what was his son's name? Ant Antron. Antron Pippen is his name. Yes. Um, yeah, man, that's um, it's just sad, you know. They didn't really say what happened, but it's just sad either way. You know, you yeah. No one wants yeah. to lose. A, no, no one deserves to lose a child. You know, that's like, no one needs to deal with that. Good shout out, though. I really love Sky Pippen as a player and a, and a person. Absolutely. Um, but all right, Terrence, onwards to the show. A lot of things to talk about. Let's talk about the Nets, as we always do. I got a few things to talk about with the Nets. So, number one, Terrence, can we agree that Bruce Brown is the Nets' Marcus Smart? 100%. Bruce Brown is the Nets. Bruce Brown. Not what I'm saying is, like, he, does he not have that impact that Marcus Smart has? Where like his numbers might not always show up big on the box score, but he has a huge impact on the game. Absolutely, and this is why he plays he much will. bigger than he is. He'll probably be a net for a pretty long time if I he hope. continues the way he is right now, which is not necessarily like the team is building around him but like regardless he's of what happened with them he's yeah it's like no we need bruce to be a part of this i don't care which way we go whoever leaves whoever stays whatever we need bruce to be a part of this yeah I, he's only like 24 he's young and here's the thing i as i've watched more nets games like he's young man he's only since 30 in the nba mm-hmm. um but this is the thing about bruce brown is watching like more nationally televised games for the nets Every people are taking notice because they all say the same things. I mean, he all hustles. He's play, how often he plays center. A six foot four dude's playing center sometimes yeah. because that's what they're asking him to do, and he does it. 
and they're putting him on and you know what man it's just good that he's getting this recognition because he deserves it like we've been i've been me and you've been singing his praises since january when the show went on literally when no one was talking about him we were you know like i'm happy that people are starting to see what we saw which is like this dude's a beast man like he's so valuable to our it's team. energy it's effort yeah. it's, it's literally those two things it's like you know what I may not be as skillful as Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, but you know what I can do? I can read this play enough to find the seams that I need to be in for the to get open. Always and, makes the right play like that. Man. Yeah, just let me just get open. That's it. And then on the defense end, just put as much into it as possible, but leave it all out on the court. That's it. I mean, look, 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 look at his April stats, right? 9.1 points, 7.1 rebounds. 2.3 assists and 1.8 steals. And he plays blocks, a three, actually. Yeah, he's really more of a three. Like, yeah, he's an under. He plays three. all, he really does play all five positions, but he definitely is a three, I think, more than anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, you know, Bruce Brown's killing it. I think he deserves like that Marcus Smart love. People love Marcus Smart, even though he might not show up huge in the box office box yeah. score. I, I mean, Brooklyn will give him love just like Boston does for Marcus Smart. You know, like the fan so, base will definitely, you know, always have love for him. That's one thing I, I, I kind of hope comes from the Nets this season. The start of it is we don't really have, we've rarely had guys that stay with the Nets for long periods of time, you know, like constantly cycling. And even like Laverne and Jared Allen, some of these guys, they were traded. Like we don't, like I want people I want to have like a Udonis Haslam type guy or even just guys like everyone knows, you know, like Kevin Garnett was with the Celtics fucking, you know, a huge six years. He played like, I want people like to remember these players, like Charles Oakley, everyone knows his big years with the Knicks and everything. Like we don't have that. I want more players stick around for longer. So we have like a history, you know? I mean, but you could kind of see like who's going to stick around. It's like, I wouldn't give up Joe Maybe. Harris. I wouldn't, yeah, but give I wouldn't up have given up Bruce Laverne Brown. or Jared Allen. And we did. So that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but to get James Harden, you know, well, we, we, Jared, the so Jared Allen one kind of was like, eh, I don't know, man. But that's, also, he didn't agree to the contract. It was a renegotiation thing. It was. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you we know, could multiple give up, things going on. They, I think they would give up Bruce Brown if it meant a specific piece they needed. I don't think they want to. I think they're very aware of how important he is. But I don't know, man. I mean, what what's to say they won't package him and Irving away for fucking Bradley Beal or some random shit like that, you know? Just saying, like, I don't know. It's hard to get that. Like, it's hard to get people to stay around sometimes. Like, it's just things are fickle in the NBA. But what else oh. want to talk about with the Nets, man? Dude, it is just, is it just not our year? We talked about not. this off air, but fuck every goddamn day. Someone's getting injured. Something has to happen. Kevin Durant, he's only played four games since returning. And in four minutes, he hurts his thigh, thigh contusion. But all we know is he's not playing tonight. So when's he coming back? We don't even know. Harden is still out. Um, what's his name? Uh, Chioza hurt his hand. Tyler Johnston's still out. I'll talk about the fact that Spencer Dinwiddie got injured earlier, in, you know, for the whole season, three games in. I mean, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. Is this mean, not our year? It's it's not. The basketball I've, gods are just, no. I've accepted it. I've accepted it. I mean, if it's it, not happening this year. Yeah, no. If it does happen, then, you know, I'll be crying tears of joy. But I, I think I put myself as a fan in a place where I'm just like, you know what? I just want to enjoy the rest of the season watching us. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's That's just about tough, it. man. Like, everyone knows, like, championship windows are small, right? Like, I'm not saying it's going to close. This is our only year. Yeah. But you just never know. 
But also, you know, like what, what, gives me hope, it again? what gives me hope is that Miami didn't do it in their first year. You know, with, when, uh, the big, oh, their big with three? The, yeah, with their big three. They didn't do it in yeah, the first year. At least they year. signed for four-year deals, bro. I mean, we... We have three, three one-player options. Yeah, but we listen, we only have the big three for next year. After that... After next year, yes. After but, next year, it's tough. We just don't know what's going to happen. And with Kyrie, dude, Ky- I don't think Kyrie even knows he's playing basketball half the time. I think he's just half cyborg at this point. It's it's tough to depend on Kyrie. I, I, mean, I, I was really talking about this earlier. I am starting to genuinely despise Kyrie. He's just... I realize he is actually a lot like Westbrook, where he doesn't actually know what the winning play is. He just knows how to do one thing, which is like score. Like he's too dumb or in his own head or full of he wants the glory, whatever you well, want to say. Becomes, it comes down to a point of making your teammates better. Which he doesn't care about. He just wants the glory. I don't, yeah, I don't, I can't. My biggest say problem with Westbrook that's for something he does. One of my biggest problems with Westbrook is he cares about the glory more than anything else. So he wants to win if he gets the glory from the win, not I make the play. And then, you know, like, that's what he cares about. He wants the assist only for the number, not for helping his team out. And that's the problem I have right now. Like, okay, so. Th- yeah, I mean, that's why a few times a perfect- LeBron was criticized about a few things and he always came and said, you know what? I made the right play. Early in his it. career, Kyrie's just turned 29. It's not like he's... So, you ready for your stat of the week, Terrence? It has to do with this. It has, oh, yeah. It has to do oh. with this. Okay. In the game he played against the Heat two days ago, in the final three minutes, 27 se- 20 seconds, the Heat went on an 8-0 run to win the game. In that time, Kyrie went 0-3, and the rest of the Nets took zero shots. Okay. And what's important about that, Terrence, is let's look at the other point guard in this scenario, Goran Dragic of the Miami Heat. What did Goran Dragic do in that three minutes and 20 seconds, Terrence? Let's just, just for argument's sake, passed it to Bam. He alley-ooped to Bam. Bam, it's a, that's two points. Mm-hmm. He then passed it to Trevor Reza, who makes a floater. He then makes uh, his own shot on a fast break. And then Bam makes the game winner, which he, Dragic had nothing to do with. So it's a tale of two point guards. You have one point guard who is like, I want to win this game. I'm going to do what it takes. He found some guys open. He made the right play on the fast break. He let Bam take care of it in the end. Then you have Kyrie who's like, I'm just going to keep shooting. Kyrie took a 30-foot shot in 24 seconds left. That's what he did. Why? Why didn't he pass to someone else? Shamit was out playing him all game. Why didn't he pass it to anyone else? Why didn't he drive in? Why didn't he try to get to the line? Why didn't he do anything else that wasn't just a stupid three? I mean, first of all, I, I took that game as a loss, I thought we were going to lose. Yeah, but you because know? of him, if he would have just if he if if, if everything had turned the same and the you game? put Harden in that specific situation, Harden no, would not have game. just kept that, shooting the ball. What was the game that we climbed back? Oh, the Sixers. I think we were okay. On. It was the Sixers. You were happy okay, with so that? I, like, yeah, I was happy with that loss. So no, I'm not talking about the Miami. And game. Kyrie Sorry. didn't play in that in the fourth quarter. Did you notice that? No, I did notice that it was a huge deal. I was like, oh, wait, Nash is not going to put him back in. Terrence, let's also look at something else about Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie Irving leaves the Cavs to go to the uh, Celtics, right? They have a great year. Kyrie gets injured at the very end of the year, right? Without Kyrie Irving, the Celtics go to the Eastern Conference Finals, Terrence, right? Without Kyrie Irving, they go to the Eastern Conference Finals. It was like Tatum's first season, Jalen Brown's second. Eastern Conference Finals almost go to the, the NBA Finals. Following year, Kyrie's healthy. They get knocked out in his five games in the second round. Then they leave, he leaves to join the Nets, and the Celtics go back to the Eastern Conference Finals again. This is what I mean. He is like Westbrook, where people don't realize 
as good as he is, he actually isn't helping get wins. He can only help get wins if he has a guy like LeBron or KD to where he has to respect them. He can't just do it. That's why Kyrie's a good number two and not a good number one. This is, this, is, this is what's important. People need to understand these things. It's not about their numbers or whatever, or his handles. Those things are great, but it's, it's about making winning plays. Kyrie is like Westbrook. They always make the stupid fucking play in the end. And sometimes it works. A lot of times it doesn't. And then they want to you know, give reasons to why it's, it's fine. Kevin Durant, Harden, LeBron, Kawhi, those are the guys who make the winning play. That's why they are champions. So we do we do we believe that the the combination of James Harden and Kevin Durant will kind of offset the stupidity of yeah. Kyrie Irving? I, I do because there's no fucking way if the big three played, Kyrie would have gotten three shots. And if he did, they would have been better shots. Like Durant would have drove driven in, they had to collapse the defense and kicked it out. But Kyrie wouldn't just buy him. He didn't, in those three possessions, no one else touched the ball other than him, pretty much. Like, unless he passed it for them to pass it back. It was just Kyrie, let Kyrie, quote unquote, go to work. But he failed. Like, he wouldn't do that if Harden was there, if Durant was there. He knows at least enough that he can't, he, yeah, come on now. You don't, yeah. you don't have that. That's what I'm saying. So I think Kyrie was useful to us when he has, a you know, an older brother next to him, basically. Mm-hmm. Sad to say, man. I don't know. Sorry, I was a little of a rant, but it's just, the more time goes on, the more I just get pissed off. Like that game, I was like, I kept, I was like, oh, all right, Kyrie, pass it out. Like, he was another part of that game. Kyrie played 38 minutes and Shamit off the bench played 38 minutes. Now, Shamit was obviously having a career night, but Kyrie's a minus eight in that 38 minutes. Shamit was a plus 12, a 20 point swing. <laughs> and considering they both played 38 minutes means that there was only like, like 10 minutes they probably shared on court. Mm-hmm. And, Shamit was a plus 12. He's a minus eight, a 20 point swing. That's what I'm trying to say, man. Like, it's just, this is, I mean, I, Kyrie's just not as good as people think he is. He's more damaging than he is, like, helping in those situations. In when those he's, situations. When he's, so he's the not man, a, So you're saying, well, so we're saying Kyrie's not a closer. It's not that he's not a closer. He's not the best player on the championship team. That's why he won it with Cleveland. Because LeBron was, and he was the two. And it's the same thing. He couldn't do it in Celtics. He was the number one. Now he has Durant and Harden. That's why they're having more success. Harden was winning games when it was just him. I know Kyrie and no Durant. Kyrie can't get it done because this is what Kyrie does. Uh, Let him Harden go to work. He'll make the get big shot. Team to the Western Conference Finals. Huh? Harden also couldn't get his team to the Western Conference Finals. He did twice. What year was that? Harden got them to the in 20, like what, 15? And then Was that the year they were up 3-1? Three two. They, they went up the Warriors three two. That was when Chris Paul got injured. But they also got. They also beat the Clippers when they were down by. They were down three one in they the second round 3-1. against That's the Clippers. Okay. And then there they came back. But hey, listen, Harden hasn't gone to the finals by himself, but he has brought teams to the conference to the Western Conference Finals twice. Still pretty impressive. Definitely. Okay, I stand corrected. I'm just saying. I don't know, man. I'm not saying. I think some of these guys, man, their egos. All their big guys get checked their own egos, and it helps. Like Kyrie, when he was the Celtics that last year, thought he was just the man, didn't give a fuck about Tatum or any of those guys, and so they all kind of like they didn't know what was going on. But now that he has like Durant, like he can check his own ego and be like, "Well, I can't just be the only guy shooting it." No, yeah, I mean the thing is, Durant's just not healthy enough to be consistently on the court in order for them to develop 
that you know that flow of things God, i really hope kevin durant just misses this game and he comes back right after like we he can't be gone more like harden is apparently there's predicting he'll be back within the week we gotta get dude we're almost out of time we only have like 14 games left in the season like we're running out of time these guys need to play man um hopefully yeah man I will here. Here's a bit of, of good news or something nice. I'll say about Kyrie. Do you notice that Kyrie is excellent at dribbling without the ball? Do you know what, what I mean by that? No. So Kyrie does this thing a lot. And the reason he's so good is he'll, when he's dribbling, he'll let the ball just bounce on its own and then he'll just grab it to move it. Like, it's hard to describe that seeing it, but you've seen him do it. Like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, he'll let the ball bounce and he won't be touching it. And yeah. then he's, and then people will see the ball and he's, it's easier to maneuver if you're not holding it first, just to grab it. Yeah. And that's I've, why I've he's seen able to do that a lot when he's he does making it a his lot. move to the basket. He does it. He's crossing he'll do people it, up. He'll do it right in the paint with people around. Like he's yeah. really that kind. He's good at it. So nothing against it, but he's really a savant with that ball. Like he moves it when he's not even touching it. He's controlling it. Yeah. It's, you know what it is, though? And I think sometimes I get caught up in this a lot. It is super enjoyable watching Kyrie play. When you yeah, just in, would in the watch the game, this not dude, so much the end, but not so much in the end. No, definitely <laughs> not so much in the end. But those first three quarters, you know, best finisher in the NBA. That is God damn, man. He's when you the, see what this he dude has the does, best handles and he is the best finisher. So he's insanely uh, entertaining. It's like it's like literally, you know, like we just spoke about stuff. It's like watching what Steph does and watching what Kyrie does, except Steph is able to, you know, we know Steph is we're almost guaranteeing that Steph is going to make that shot. A shot that Kyrie takes at the end of a game, you have a problem with, but you would never have a problem with Steph taking that shot. No, no. And that's the thing. It's not even a problem with Kyrie taking shots. It's just in that game was a great example of like, why did you take the last three shots? Like you already knew at that point that. Would you have been mad if if Steph did something like that? Yeah, I would have. Really? Listen, you have to. Even though he's Stephen Curry. At that point, Kyrie was six of 16. Shamit was. Let me see. Hold on a second. Shamit's been balling. Shamit was 10 of 15, 7 of 12 from deep. Kyrie was 6 of 16. So Shamit obviously, listen, that's his career high. But more importantly, we know he's a shooter. He's been doing it for the last couple of seasons. He's had a really bad start to our season this year, but he's been playing well the last like two months. Okay. But it was obviously his night. And you're going to not let him take, you take three. You're going to let him take any of them. You're not going to pass to him or anyone else. Like, there's no reason if you it, it, if you're not hitting the shots the whole game, the games come to an end. The, the game, the other team's catching up. You miss one, you miss another. The smart thing to do, especially as a point guard, the primary ball handler, you have to be aware of when you're not making shots. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a great example. You of course know who Michael Jordan is, and you of course know the famous double nickel game, right? Of course. Do you know how that game ended? No, I have no idea how it ended. I mean, okay. if I watched it again, like obviously, but. I think it was on one of the 30 for 30s with him, I assume. I don't remember. But anyway, I think it was the Jordan Mize the bus probably. But anyway, um, Michael Jordan, Madison Square Garden has 55 points in his return. Mm-hmm. I think Scottie Pippen wasn't even playing that night, but maybe he was. Anyway. And he had the 45 jersey on that night. He did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the best game in the 45. Yeah. But anyway, 55 points. It's the last possession. The Bulls are, I think, tied. Or maybe they're down by one. And they have the last possession. A few seconds left. 
everyone in the fucking arena knows MJ's having that ball in his hands. Yeah, MJ's ball. But he didn't. But he only here had fifty five points. So you already know the story. He obviously didn't, didn't score, shoot it. Yeah. What he did is he drove, had like three defenders, and passed it to a center who I can't even tell you his name. And the center dunked it, and they won the game because MJ is smart enough to make the winning play. Even it's though the same he had, with the Steve Kerr play where they were in it yes. was on the um this, this is the, the Bulls difference. Dock, and he this was literally the, they was in a huddle and he said be ready like did. MJ looked at Kerr and was like be ready. But this is what I mean. It's the winners in this league, man, are the ones who make the right play. Not yeah. like MJ is the one is sure. a, immensely clutch, best score of all time, fifty five fucking points. He's having a, a hell of a night. It's one of that's one of his highest scoring games. True. He should be taking the shot, but he may, he didn't, and he didn't force it. He just passed it and got the assist and the win. Well, you say the right play because that's an, that's important because there are some guys in this league, even though they've been great, they've made the wrong play before. Yeah, i.e., Steph in the finals when he did the behind the back pass that resulted in a turnover. Right? Yeah, it happens, man. It's- it was fourth quarter, crunch time game. You know, behind the back pass, not needed. Make the simple play. But now we look at it and we can see that he's grown from that for sure. Yeah. But I he's also so. goddamn Steph Curry. So it's a good thing. It's it's the right play is maybe the best thing to do is take the shot. But the in this situation, if if it's the fourth quarter, the, the you're you were up, the team that he are now slowly inching up, they're catching up, came's coming to an end. You miss shoot, you miss, you shoot, you miss. You're now six of eighteen. It hasn't really been your night. You you're the point guard, man. You got to be like, okay, I got to find someone else. Let me drive in, maybe get to the line, maybe kick it out. Like I can't just keep shooting, especially after settling for threes. Like the yeah. smart, the winning play is to find someone else. And maybe you pass the sham and he misses. Well, that sucks, but, and you, maybe you can go, oh, I would have made it, but you already missed twice in this fourth quarter in the last two minutes. Like, And that, that also gives all the guys confidence yeah, that you that, have confidence in which them. Which is what Harden, this is why Harden's gotten so much attention. That's what he's been doing ever since he came to the Nets. He's been deferring, maybe sometimes almost too much, but he is letting other guys get involved. That's why we've been winning so much. If you notice that we were winning a lot of games with Harden, since Harden got injured, we've been losing some. You know, like we've been more consistent in the last like 10 games or so since he stopped playing. It's there's, it's a reason for that. Harden, like you said, he gets guys involved. Man, the role players got to feel good too. It's just, it's, it's two different people, man. It's just unfortunate, man. I think Kyrie, if we have all three playing, I'm confident Kyrie will come up big for us because it won't be on him and he won't shoot every shot. Oh, for sure. Um, and then, and then you just need him to kind of keep us around, you know, let's, let's say we just need to keep around before like Katie has to close the show. Yeah. I want Clay, I want Katie to close the show. Yeah. We all know Katie's, but let, 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 let me say, let's say Durant's having a bad night. It's the fourth quarter. He's like four of 15. It's just, he's just not feeling it, which I don't think he's ever gone, but he's not feeling it. But let's say Kyrie's having a great night. Well, then yeah, Kyrie, feed Kyrie. That, that's, it's about the winning play. If someone else is hot and you're not, you need to be aware of that. The reason Clay had 37 points in a quarter is because they all realize, well, he's hot as the sun right now. Keep feeding him. You know, like that's just how it works, man. You have to know, and if no one is especially hot, then there should be no one taking all the shots. That's yeah. how it goes. Kevin Durant goes up, he misses. Okay, maybe next time, maybe he'll try it again. Maybe he'll look for Harden or somebody. If Harden misses, okay, maybe Kyrie. You know, like, he's got to figure it out. Like, I don't know what to say. But anyway, man, um, let's talk about LaMarcus Aldridge. Unfortunately, the day after we recorded, uh, it, he announced that he's retiring. 
Mm -hmm. uh, very abruptly. Obviously, I think everyone probably knows, but he's had some heart issues before, especially early in his career, like a regular heartbeat. Um, but apparently it happened in his last game against the Lakers, and he just said he's going to make a decision to put his health and his family first, and he abruptly retired. Yeah. I mean, great career, though. Hell of great a career. career. Hell um, of a career. Um, I do want to talk about his career in a second, but well, I guess, Terrence, do you think – what do you think of him making this decision? Because to me, it must have been like – he must talk to a doctor, and it must have been like, there is a chance – this could get serious and you might die. I, I don't know why else he'd retire at you know, the end of a season. I, I, I would assume I think, it must have been something like... like I think he literally pressure. was like, you know, um, sure, I can deal with it for a short time being, um, but the long-term effects on it may be worse, as well as the fact of, you know what, I'm 36. You know, I'm, I'm not getting any younger. You know, fine. I'm in a position where I finally may be achieving my basketball dream of getting a ring, of, of getting a ring. Um, but the risk may be greater than the reward. But do you think you do you think like me, like a doctor, must have told him something like this? Like it must have been like there could be long term or life threatening because he he's already dealt with this before. It must have. He's been right. He's been dealing with it from it the reports. Been he's been that dealing with it for years. I just think it couldn't have been like, oh, is this something that happened before? And he went, no, I'm going to retire. Like someone must have been like a doctor must have been like, look, a doctor must have said, like, look, if you continue this path, you know, you could make the situation worse. Right. You I, know, yeah, I, I assume which is, I don't know why I've else been retired. in that position. So I know exactly what that's like, you know, when it's just like, you know what? I got to make a decision now. I have to make a decision because if I'm thinking long term for my life, for the rest of my life, then, you know, I only got one body. I got I to gotta make sure I'm okay. And remember, 36 is young as hell in real life. It's just old in basketball years. But in real life, I mean, shit, that's... Are you kidding me? Like, we're this is old 30s. for a, a guy that plays the four and a five. It's just old. In basketball, what 35 is like when you're trying to consider old, quote-unquote. Not like ancient, but like, there's not a lot of 35-year-olds outside of like LeBron. No. Who are and really then again, especially it. for his position. His position probably is one of the positions that they try to keep a revolving door around younger guys because you're just getting banged up a lot you know right it's exactly like heavy on your knees you know just being yep. bigger it's harder big than, guys yeah. don't last long in the league you know like it's, it's yeah not as often yeah so it's it's something that you know like you really got to go against and be like you know what i'm starting you know nash did have him starting which was a great um, great situation. Was, yeah. if you ask me I think that. he was, it was. It was a great idea to have him he starting. Was playing well for us, man. Like I liked what he brought. I really did. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't deny that things were looking a little bit better with Aldridge there, uh, and him announcing his retirement. Super happy for him, you know, because yeah. obviously he made the decision he wanted to make, and and you know, talking to his family and things like that. So he made the right choice for him. So I'm happy about that. But God damn, did that hurt? Yeah, like I, it I hurt agree. When I um, saw it, man. I'm really happy for him. Like this is the probably the best decision. Like I said, we don't know what specifically like happened, but we assume that yeah, it's probably the best thing for him is to be healthy and and nothing serious happened to him. But yeah, from a basketball point of view, like it really hurts because I think we, got we talked about again. this. Like, we talked about this. Like I think he was the perfect five man for us. 
he could shoot the three ball a little bit. He worked the post. He got his yeah. different kinds of looks. He was a good rebounder. He was averaging 2.2 blocks in those 10 games. You know, like he was giving us great minutes. Great um, anchor on defense, isn't on defense? Yeah. Um, and Sad, I man. hope DeAndre Jordan can step his game up. Yeah. If anything, so, that should have that should have proved the point. That should have showed you something. Like so, God is giving you a second chance, DJ. So yeah, let's talk about what, <laughs> what is him his impact on the Nets now that he's that Aldridge is retired. What is the impact of his retirement on the Nets? You know what we got? We had we had a log jam up yeah. up top. So now we don't have that. We have. We got Three smaller, picks. and we also lost a stretch five slash four. Right, which I guess Blake Griffin is is we're still using him as that stretch five, but it's definitely yeah, not the but defensive. It's, yeah, five that we want. You know, I, if I'm looking at it, and I'm He's looking about, like, um, I'm looking at you know, let's say we got to go against you know Milwaukee, you know, and and go the against Sixers, which we're gonna have to play one of the them. Sixers, minimum. you know, going against Brooke Lopez, Joel Embiid, Giannis. You know, um, Tobias Harris, you know, those those guys are the really stretch four slash fives out there, except Giannis. Giannis can't shoot. Um, yeah, he but, tries, but no, he can't. Yeah. But as far as dragging him out of the paint on defense, you know, that that's a benefit for us. That's the thing, man. Like, we so let's say we play the Sixers. Who, who's Garden? Uh, Embiid. It's like DeAndre Jordan has kind of showed he can't do it he that can't. great. Claxton, I think, is going to dog him. Claxton doesn't have enough weight. And to, you know what? Claxton said him. apparently recently, like he wants to become Defensive Player of the Year, one which day, is great. Which, I, which is exactly what I want to hear. But yeah. you're right, he needs to put on muscle. It's like it's like Jared Allen. Like you guys are are great, but you're just a little. I think Claxton's a little better than Allen, but they're just a little too light. A guy help like him being big, they're man. great help defenders. A lot of um, Jared Allen's blocks came from coming over right after the player was already mid-air or something like that or you know a switch off or something like that right it it rarely did you see kind of like the one-on-one defensive stop from jared allen and the same thing goes for nick claxon you know chase down blocks and things like that coming over they're great help defenders but as far as solid one can you one, can you yeah if, if Embiid's posting you up can you I'm not saying you can stop him every time but can you really give him challenge you know it's like I don't know man Bruce I mean, Brown might have more luck than that <laughs> like, yeah I mean look in a quarter they're gonna post up Embiid a good six to eight times yeah in a quarter they're gonna post him up we just need you to stop him out three yeah well yeah, three and and we can obviously double it's it's like you said, man, we're going to have to go through some some really talented bigs to get out of the East. And I love Blake Griffin. I think he's played well, but we all know his defense is not what he's been playing in his career for. No. You know, Claxton's a, a great defender, but like you said, I just don't know if he can... Maybe he'll surprise us, but I don't know, man. It, it puts us at a... I really thought uh, Aldridge would have given us a good quality, like... Uh, person to put on these guys so i need so i remember when we was playing philly i texted you and i said it looks like the nets are paying attention to my game plan because that's something i game... want to talk about they seem to be listening to this fucking show everything we're saying they seem to be right doing... it just i swear that listen if you guys are <laughs> listening it's always fine. happens just let us know i mean you know something we won't we won't even say it on air if you don't want us to but just well look know. the thing is we they did exactly what we needed them to do which was look let joel shoot if he wants to fucking shoot, let him shoot all day. He drops 40 points from shooting outside. Fine. Shake that man's hand. Yeah. He just had he a won't. Great... He's shooting the three ball well, but I, I, he doesn't take a lot of threes. So I'm going to let him shoot. Yeah. And the way that they played him, the way that they played Philly 
really, really encouraged me. So they doubled him every time he got the ball. He had to pass out. You know, we know Ben Simmons is coming to, trying to come downhill. So you make sure your man stays on him. And so he's not coming downhill, and we know he can't shoot. So now you just got to really worry about Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is going to be the X factor in the series. That's the thing. I think about I think about the Sixers and the Nets at full strength, both teams. I still think we got the edge, man. Like, oh yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Embiid's great, but if we focus our attention on him, Tobias Harris can go off. But that's the only person we have to worry about. Can he do it four times? That's what I'm saying. Even if he does go off crazy, if we're can if we're able to contain Embiid or at least force him into some bad shots, then then you're telling us that's not enough for what our offense can do. You know, right. like we just need to provide good enough defense to keep them low that our Who offense will overpower. Told Ben Simmons that he was the defensive player of the year. Dude, this is this is something I want to talk about. And this Where is he even, getting this from? Listen, this isn't even maybe the right show to talk about it. But this I is something I from. hate. Listen, this is what I hate about the world we live in. We went from a time where it used to be people like there's like subtle people would subtly do these things. We live in a world now where people, companies, whatever it is, they tell you what to feel. And people just feel it. Like Joel Embiid keeps saying, I'm the MVP, I'm the defensive player of the year. And everyone's going, yeah, is, is Embiid the defensive player? And it's like, that's all he has to do. All people, all you need to do is say these things and people just believe it. Like it's, Yo, it's I'm a millionaire. Bro, if you keep saying that, you <laughs> probably will end up with a million dollars. Like someone will go, oh, you are. We listen. Well, let's just invest. You know, like I'm telling yeah. you, man, that's the world we live in. People just say what they are and everyone just goes, they must be that. Like Disney... Disney consistently will go, be really excited for this thing. Everyone goes, I'm so fucking excited for this thing. <laughs> it's so sad as to what we live in. Like, people literally are told how they I, feel. Look, but I just don't like Ben Simmons coming out like he's a defensive player. He'll year. probably win it, though. That's the thing. Like, that's he all he has to do. No, he's not. A not even good close. defender. He, no, he's good. I don't know if he's solid. Even, Solid, I would say he's, I would say solid. Listen, he's good and he has the advantage of he's 6'10 point guard. So when he guards right, exactly. Kyrie, you 6'3, so he's like, well, I, thought, I think he's a good defender, but like, come on, defensive player of the year. Right. You're not, you're not stopping Bruce Brown. Giannis. You're not making, stopping LeBron. You're not stopping AD. Bruce you're not Brown stopping Kyrie. You're not making, come on, man. If we can get our defense like next year, let's say we make our defense like top 15, Bruce Brown, I think could make an all defensive team. He's not considering we're the 25th in the league. Um, that's how they look at, but Bruce Brown should be on the all defensive second team at least. I could see that happening. So yeah, come on. Um, I could see that. Last thing I want to talk about the Aldridge is something we talked about early on in the show was a uh, Hall of Fame. Like who deserves to be in the Hall? Is Lamarcus Aldridge a Hall of Famer? It's interesting question. You know, you have to factor in a lot of a lot of things. Is LA a Hall of Famer? Let's go over his uh, stats. Oh, yeah, his, pull, uh, up his, his, uh, pull up his little see. thing. So what do we got? Seven all, seven time All Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made the All NBA second team twice. The All NBA third team three times. As recently as 2018. That's mostly it. He has oh man, sad. He has 19,951 points, just shy of that 20k. Mm-hmm. Um, over 8,400 uh, rebounds. I mean. In the postseason, he only he went to the conference finals with San Antonio, but that's it. Didn't have a lot of postseason success. Obviously, never went to the NBA finals. Um, but was a pretty pretty I would beast say player, he man. Gets in, but not first ballot. Hmm. Yeah, I would, I would I say he that. gets in. You know, like, and and that's just based upon um, impact and you know him as a person, people right. loving him. 
you know, yeah, respecting I mean, him as a player. He had some good years, man. I mean, like, look at this. In 2014, 23.2 points, 11.2 rebounds, 2.6 assists, yeah. one block. That's a stat line, man. Like, he had a few. That's the thing. When he left Portland, he had a couple of, like, okay years of San Antonio. But then, like, after they talked and worked out his role, like, he got even better. Another yeah. 23 points, 21. Like, Remember, yeah. he came in as kind of like the the new regime for Tim Duncan. You know, yeah, that's he was, it was supposed, it was supposed to, be. to be him and Kawhi, uh, like doing that. And thanks yeah, to that's Kawhi, what it was supposed to be, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he's and that might have actually worked, you know, when you really oh, think yeah. about it. Kawhi they, and Aldridge might have actually worked. They went to the Western Conference Finals, they I think they they were eight and oh entering the conference finals. And that was when Kawhi got hurt. Remember, the, the Spurs, the Spurs were up by oh, 30, right. Kawhi got hurt on Zaza's foot, and then mm-hmm. they lost the game after being up by 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do wonder what would have happened because I don't know, man. They won like 60 something games, though. Two seasons each season, they won like 60 plus games back to back with him and Kawhi. Yeah, I would have liked that. I would have liked that for sure. It would have worked. I, I think they could have gotten back to the finals, you know, they could have figured something out. Um, I don't know, man. Five all NBA teams, seven all star appearances. It's pretty big, he's a pretty good player, man. Um, I think I think you're right. I think you're pretty spot on. I think he'll make it not first ballot, but I think uh, he'll do it. Yeah, I, I could see it happening for sure. Yeah, and I think also there's part of it's like the way his career has to end is quite sad. I think some people will not take pity on him, but are like it's not his fault he didn't get maybe a ring play because he probably if we win it all this season, everyone like I will probably give him a ring to be fair. I think he actually would qualify for that to he play with us. That's kind of, that'd be kind of cool, actually, if we win a ring and he gets one. No? Yeah. yeah. Wait, do you think he been on the team long enough? I thought about that, too. Yeah, because, um, yeah, he would. Technically, David Blatt got a ring after he got fired uh, <laughs> halfway through the season. David Blatt. <laughs> That's, I feel bad for him because he, he, he got brought over <sighs> to develop like Wiggins and Kyrie Irving. And then they signed him, and then next thing you know, LeBron decides to come over. And it's like, well, this isn't what he we really brought him over for. Sorry, uh, LeBron doesn't want you. Well, it was just like this is not <laughs> he's brought over to coach young players, not to be a win now coach. So it was kind of like just expectations, man, are important. Um, okay, so I'm t- I have a, I have a really interesting question for you. Are you ready for this? Got you. Are the Suns this year's Miami Heat? Right. Last year, I'm I'm gonna like that. I'm gonna pitch this right. Last year, the Heat uh, were good team all year. I think they finished like fourth in the East. Strong team, but no one was really looking at them to go any like too far in the postseason. And you can maybe say the bubble was what had a certain play in this. Whatever, everyone was in the bubble, but they swept the Pacers in the first round, which is pretty impressive. And then despite, even though Giannis missed a couple of games, they still beat the Bucks, the best team in the league in five games. And then the Celtics, who were having a hell of a, a postseason, they beat them in six games. And in the finals, despite losing out of bio for a few games and Dragic, they still beat the Lakers twice. So they were like a surprisingly good team. Mm-hmm. Now, the Suns right now are, what, a game and a half out of the number one seed in the, in the league? I hated that win last night, too. They won by one point off a free throw. Uh, oh, referees yeah, stopped deciding the game. I've been writing a paper all day, so I didn't get to check out what happened in that game. 
basically that's what happened. Like, there's a foul. Is yeah, they, foul? they they went into OT, and you know it was it was a it was a foul. I'm not gonna say it wasn't a foul, but it was a foul that didn't need to be called in a double in an overtime game with Devin Booker shooting kind of like a a hail mary three point you know, off a screen and, and like right. fading to the right still, you know, like it's Drew Holiday did an amazing job guarding him. You know, he tripped up a little, recovered, goes to jump for the ball and they call a foul with like point one second left. Mm. And it's just like, don't don't decide the game. Let these guys play out the game to decide the game. As a, and as a fan, I don't want to watch a game end with a free throw from Devin Booker. That was a horrible ending. That's a horrible. Yeah, ending. that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, it happens, but uh, what can you do? But um, I gotta watch more. I gotta. Watch, I just don't have time to watch basketball. But anyway, um, the Suns are a game and a half outside the number one seed in the league. They're not just the West, they're the league. And but people are still like, yeah, they're a good team. But wouldn't it just be like serendipitous that? Chris Paul, all these years he's balling. He's like a top player. He's all NBA. He has these great teams and he keeps falling short that now at like 36, he's going to somehow pull off the sun. I mean, the Suns are great. If he like somehow they get to the finals. I would love that for Chris Paul. Me too. And honestly, I would absolutely love that. For I think Chris it Paul. sounds I think crazy. The would love it too. I think it sounds crazy when you're like, but come on, he's going to be the Lakers, the Clippers. But it's like, I don't know, man, everyone's sleeping on them. No one thought the heat would beat the Bucks. Or the Celtics, right? You know, they were not at all anyone's pick. So are the Suns in that similar, like, they're a good team. People are just under, like, valuing how good they are? Yeah, I could see that happening. But I also could see that happening with Utah. Yeah, but they're, but but the Utah has been the number one team, all, the number one seat. Yeah, but no like, one, league. no oh, one, we, uh, even though they're, they're number one, even though they're number one, no one really thinks Utah is a threat. But I do think the Suns, because they're not number one, they have a more they're more under the radar. Because the if you're the number one team in the league, people are always gonna look. Even if we talked about that, I I do agree. I don't know if people really take them as like a threat, but I think people take the Suns less because they're below them. That's that's quite possible, actually. Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing to think about. You know, the Suns are they're good, man. I mean, they're a really good team. The Suns, I, I like the comparison a lot. I like the comparison a lot. I won't be, I'd be shocked. I, I would be shocked. Um, and it'd be nice to see Phoenix. And I wouldn't be mad at Phoenix going to the finals. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't I be mad at that. Because you know, you know what? It'd be it's... nice not to see LeBron in it again. Oh, God. I, nothing I, would nobody, make me happier. I'm sorry, LeBron, but nothing nobody would make me happier plays with Utah. to watch <laughs> LeBron just get knocked out in the second round. I just, I'm just i sick of seeing him. Like LeBron said during the All-Star draft, nobody plays with Utah, so we're not even thinking about God, you know, if the Utah, Utah Jazz. If Utah were to knock out LeBron and the Lakers, that would be such a good – people would you know, play those clips together so much. The Clippers, it's like, eh. Yeah, you know, playing well. We'll see, it's man. Like the, you still curse. The West is all over the place. Like, I really hope it doesn't come down. Clippers to, like, is still curse, man. The Mark Lakers win it all, but like, I don't know. The Lakers are in a bit of a weird spot just with all their injuries. Denver yeah. is really good, but without Jamal Murray, it's a question. The Clippers have been playing a lot better lately. Still but curse. Like you said, I think that I think we are the East's Clippers, though. You think I think we're cursed. Yeah, kind of. The, the Nets have kind of been a joke forever. And we are now just like the Clippers. Mm, we're in the bet one of the biggest cities. In the we're in the we're in one of the biggest countries in the, in the 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 country. The biggest cities in the country. In the country. But we're the number two 
like everyone knows the Knicks and the Lakers are the legacy franchises. The Clippers and the For Nets sure. are like, come on. The little the little stepchild, yeah. so to speak. And I understand. Know? I'm not gonna argue with those, but it's like, are we cursed just like the Clippers? We've been shit for I, I can't I can't say that because at least we've gone injuries. to the finals. We have we've we've been to the in, finals in a, in twice two year period. And that's it. That's it. dude, outside of that, that brief couple of seasons, we've kind of been a shit team almost every year. And yeah, but it's been, been a lot finals, of but... it's been a lot of developing. It's been a lot of growing. It's it's always yeah, what, you know, teams. you know, finding the right pieces. You know, Billy King, he did a great oh, job. Fucking... What Billy King? He, he did a great job in the beginning. In the beginning, he did. He did a great job of fucking us over up until yeah. recently. But, Sean uh, Marks had a lot of cleaning up to do. God, I cannot. He needs to win. Um, Best, uh, oh, executive, executive of the year. Executive of the year? I, I think it's hands down. Look I at the last the five thing. years. He's turned a literal team of Sean shit Marks doesn't into a win it this year. I literally think it's the league. They they just hating. They just I I, I think the league is just hating on. Like, look at everything how he's the done team got together from the last five years. I understand it's a yearly thing, but look at what he took this team every single year. He's developed and brought in new talent. Hating, yeah, I think so, bro. Um, and finally, Terrence, um, the last thing I want to briefly talk about is a couple of bigger injuries. So Donovan Mitchell uh, tweaked his ankle, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. Mm. They said he's not serious, but he's going to miss a couple games. Do you think that's going to be a big deal or do you think he'll come back and it'll be fine? Uh, I think I think he'll be back, uh, if not for the first round. Or do you think like the Jazz might lose that number one seed? I mean, do you think... They're unbelievable at home. So they clinch the one seed in the league. They get home court advantage the whole way. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be back. I think it won't be a big deal. Um, I don't think they uh, end up with a one seed, though. I think the Suns might actually take them out. Yeah, I, that's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal. Like, I, I kind of – the Suns have not really been missing a beat. And then, you know, the Jazz haven't either, but you lose Donovan Mitchell and you might start missing some beats. So yeah. we'll see. Um. Yeah, man, that's uh, that really much is wraps up most of the show. Unless you want, I do want to bring up um, a Rod is going to be buying the Timberwolves, him and a group, and D Wade is joining a group that's buying the Jazz. Oh man, so some big names are buying some franchises and some big deal. Big deal. Shout out to D Wade and a Rod. Big news. Yeah, I was pretty. A lot of people, rightfully so, a little sad or upset that. Apparently, D Wade maybe could have gone into ownership with the Heat. They had briefly talked about it, and then he wasn't ready at the time. But now he, it's like, I think the owner of uh, the Heat even was like, oh, "I wish we could have done that." It's like, yeah, thank you, D Wade. Yeah, the, thank you. But it was, it was kind of like, D Wade, what are you doing? Why didn't you? Why are you buying the Jazz if that option was on the table? Like, come on, you're Heat for life, dog. Like, what the Jazz? What do you know about Utah? I thought about something one day. What do you think about a team that is owned by LeBron, kind of GM'd by D Wade and coached by Chris Paul? I think that's too many chefs is what I think. Think so? Yeah, man, because listen, the part of the problem with that is like you have three really good friends going in business and where, which well, I'm pretty have, sure they have a lot of business together now. Yeah, but in this situation, like coach and GM relationship, I like, can get testy, you know, and maybe it could be great. But if you have like a disagreement or like 
you know, GM wants you to play these players, but you're like, I'm the coach. I want to play these players. I mean, it can get kind of contentious. I don't know. If yeah. That could work really well. Um, Sweet Chris dream Paul, or beautiful nightmare. Yes. That's a very good way to say it. And I think Chris Paul would be an unbelievable coach, but I don't know if he want. does he want to be? He hasn't really mentioned anything like that. No, I, I that's literally me and my fantasy. Just pontificating? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's it's just not a bad. Mind. It's not a bad little uh, banana boat fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Carmelo and player development. Carmelo, Carmelo as a as a fan in the first row. Um, but all right, Terrence, that really wraps up the show. Unless you got anything else for us? No, man. Let's just uh, go over our picks. Yes, picks, and then we're out. Yeah. Um, um, last what, week, just pull up the winners. Yeah, let's do that. We did two. Were you on Tuesday last week or Wednesday? We did uh, the thirteenth. What was the thirteenth? Tuesday. That's that a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So I think we didn't do Nets Wolves because they were playing while we were recording, and the Nets spanked them by thirty. Mm-hmm. I think we were up mm-hmm. by like forty at one point actually. <laughs> um, KD Clippers came back point per minute. He did. He balled out. Um, Clippers beat the Pacers. Clippers beat the Pacers, and we both took the W on that one. Nice. Hawks beat the Raptors. Yeah, we both took the W on that one as well. Yeah, right. Lakers beat the Hornets. I wonder, I think. But we both got that one wrong, sir. Uh, uh, the Jazz beat the Thunder, I imagine. We both took the dub on that. God, it's very in sync. This. Uh, Suns beat the Heat. Oh, I'm sure I went with the Heat on that one. No, we both went with the Suns on that. Oh, so we both went with everyone the same? Celtics and Blazers? Yep, uh, sir. We both chose what on that one? No. We both chose what? No, we both didn't choose the same. What do we, okay, so who who won what? You took Blazers, I took Celtics. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so we chose everyone the same except for the one, and then I, that one I get wrong. That was Great. the one. They won by, by one point. It's a one point one loss. Point. Yep. I tell you what, Terrence. You just can't win this world. Oh, by the way, we didn't even mention it. Happy 420. 420, bro. Happy 420. It's only a few games tonight, so it should be a quick one. The Nets play the Pelicans. We have no Nick Claxton, Reggie Perry, Kevin Durant, James Harden, or Chioza. I say we lose this. I mean, we talked about it earlier. I just don't think Kyrie is good enough to really, you know, maybe he wants to make up for last uh, game, but I'm going to go with the Nets, actually. I'm going to go with the Nets. I'm actually always bet on black. Yeah, and that's my slogan, always bet on black. (laughs) Is it yours um, or Wesley Snipes's? Yeah, <laughs> I'm taking it. Um, but well, in he's, this not case, using, he's not using it anymore. You can take it over. Yeah, the black that I'm betting on is Zion Williamson. Uh, I'm gonna take Zion. that guy. He's gonna he, demolish somebody in the paint tonight. Well, he yeah, he wants some revenge since we held him. T- we we fucked up his streak last time. Yeah. Um. And, um you know what I'm he, really he put up some good numbers against uh the Knicks too. Yeah. You know what I'm really curious about Zion is how his development goes next year because teams are gonna be very aware. Oh, how yeah. he plays next year. So it's about how he adapts, but also how he rounds out his game. Right now, he's largely focused on scoring. He hasn't, he, he's trying to do a little bit more, but I do wonder, I wonder what he's going to look like. That what is like a strong, player? Man. I thought, what kind of player is this guy? <laughs> is he going to be, is he going to be like a lot of rebounds? Is he going to be more of a playmaker? Like he doesn't seem to really, and he's not really doing a lot of like defense or shot blocking. So I'm really curious what is next season going to look like for him. We'll he's scoring at an elite level right now. We'll see. But if he can turn into a Charles Barkley like player, that might Charles be pretty Barkley, scary. Charles Barkley was a good defender. Like people go underrate him. He's That's what really, I'm saying. If he can turn into a he's Charles also a great Barkley-like. playmaker and elite rebounder. So if he can turn into that, which he kind of has the build, pretty scary. 
He's like a much smaller. He plays bigger. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Hawks versus the Magic. Um, loving what the Hawks are doing. I gotta go ride with them on that. Yeah, they they might just finish the fourth seed. They've been playing better than I think anyone thought. Yeah. The Magic have been weirdly good since they traded away everybody. They're winning games like no one thought. But I'm oh, still Anthony gonna... is a surprisingly better player than I thought. Yeah, he's he's been playing a little better lately now that he got some of the reins. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the Hawks. Yeah. Hornets versus the Knicks. Um, Knicks I watched balling lately. I watched the Knicks versus uh the Pelicans on Sunday, and Knicks I haven't six straight. Yeah, I haven't caught a Knicks game in I want to say probably years. Like I actually sat down and watched a Knicks game. I mean, who the hell wants to watch Knicks? Yeah, you know this season. But I I watched the Knicks play, and what I can say about the Knicks is that is a scrappy ass team, man. They are, man. Well, every time we've played them, they've annoyed the shit out of me because that just, is they a don't scrappy give team. I I, I was Thibodeau, watching, man. and I'm like, you know what? They they don't go down easy. No. And, and I'm even when they Julius Randle, even when we had ball. them the game over, they still uh like we're fighting and they like almost they didn't almost win, but they kind of almost did, you know. And the defense though, the Knicks is playing D. Bro, they're like the number one defensive team in the, the league. Knicks are one playing D. I think they're Nolan's top five. Noel. Oh, yo, Nolan's Noel is blocking shots, dude. He's. It's sad that no one's ever really given him an opportunity to like play. He never plays heavy minutes. Not even like more than twenty. Even now, he's not really doing it. But yeah, uh, they may have to change that because Listen, dude, he was he was going to work. The Knicks, to work on the Knicks are the number one in uh, opponents' points per game. They're only allowing 104 points per game, which is very impressive. Yeah. I will say the Nets are now 22nd in the league in points per game. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but we were like 26 earlier in January. <laughs> you know, like we're slowly edging that down a little bit. But uh, anywho. Um, I'm going with the Knicks on that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, Clippers, Blazers. Uh, you know what? Every time I rolled with the Blazers, I lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go Clips. Clips are playing too well right now, and it's a tough one. It's a uh, tough call. Blazers are fighting for that position. Kawhi playing. He's been out. That's what I'm saying. He, oh, Lillard's out. So ah. Uh. Um, let's see. I'll let me take both teams. I think Kawhi is playing and Lillard isn't. In that case, Serge Ibaka's out, and um, Leonard's not on the injury report. So my assumption is, yeah, I got I gotta go with Clippers, man. I Come will on. go with the Clippers and reserve my right for the Blazers if uh, Lillard is playing. Okay. That's fair. I'm just going to go to Clippers. I don't think okay. he's not if Dame is playing, I'll, I'll go with the Blazers. And our final game, Timberwolves at Kings. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Timberwolves. The Kings have been stinking up the fucking league. I'm going to go with the Kings, actually. Kings have lost. What's their last? I think they won like a nine-game losing streak, didn't they? Yeah, they just won their first one after losing yeah, nine I'm straight. Gonna with, I'm going to go with the Kings on that one. Go with the Wolves, man. I don't think I've ever thought I'd go with the Wolves, but I think uh, they're both pretty shitty teams, so... <laughs> Sorry. Um, but that brings us to the end of another episode of Backcourt. Uh, we, of course, end every show with some amazing fortune cookie advice from one TG13. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, so with 
today being 420. Just with the big guy. Um, for it's 420. Yeah, what do you got? With today being 420, I, I'm going to go with this. If you close your eyes, your mind will allow you to see more. Hmm. So I would definitely say do not do so while driving because you won't see more. Why do you have to be so legit about it? <laughs> you know what? That's not the worst one. Uh, don't operate heavy machinery and take Terrence's advice. But other than that, it's not bad. I don't know if it's great, but it's not bad. It's a win for me. Well, is it though? Because I'm the one who decides on the wins and losses in this. You got. It's about imagination. It's about your. It's literally about your imagination. You saying if you close your eyes, it's gonna be easier for you to imagine stuff. So if right you close now, your eyes, writing, your mind will allow you to see more. You know well, how I'm people say visualize things. In my mind's eye, you're saying. I don't know. Visualize the paper done, Joe. So okay, okay, it's an interesting idea. Um, but anyway, that wraps up our show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next week on the backcourt. Peace. I just found out yesterday, the first day we had sex. How'd you figure that out? I was going through our text messages. You know, we're just reminiscing last night. Yeah, I love that shit. Going through our text messages. My fucking weirdo ass text her. It was good. I want more. (laughs) (laughs) 